Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning into another edition of the Apple to Apple podcast. As always, I am one of your three co-hosts, Drew Applebaum, coming to you live from quarantine. First off and foremost, I hope everybody out there listening, all you members of the Orchard are staying healthy and staying safe uh, and are managing to stay inside and not go completely crazy. I'll be uh, honest. I hope Sam's healthy because he's sitting on my lap again. Yeah, you guys are back to back to that, aren't you? You wouldn't have it any other way, though. I didn't say I minded it. I just said I hope you're healthy. Cause yeah, no, he's pointing it, pointing it out. Nothing more than that. Over me. Go ahead, though. When, when, uh, go ahead and start the strokes. Well, we know we know you two are doing fine together in quarantine. You're not really well, the two. Is it true? Is that true that the heat helps coronavirus? It is true. That, well, it's a rumor. I don't think it's been well, proven. Well, then we should just do a show every day because this, this studio is 120 degrees. At least. You're, you're desanitizing the studio by doing the show. Yeah, but let's you're doing them a favor. I'm going to try, since we haven't been off, since we've been off for a while, it's kind of a new thing, a new leaf. I'm going to try not to interrupt you, so just go ahead and start the show. Because it's a new what? We're, you know, because we're we've, when we've been off and we start again, it's sort of like turning a new leaf, as they say. So go ahead Got and start it. the show and we won't interrupt you. Got it. Um, okay, start in five, four, go. Start. Uh, well, we are back. We uh, we had to take a few weeks off, mostly because there just wasn't a lot going on. But we're, we're staring a few pretty big events in the face. Uh, we wanted to bring you another edition of A2A. So thank you to everyone out there for tuning in. As always, you found one way or another to listen in. And if you like the way you do it, that's perfect. And we wouldn't have it any other way. But if you want to try a different way to listen, you got a few options. One, you can go to anchor.fm slash apples dash two dash apples that'll take you to sort of our home base you'll find all of our old podcasts the one we did when this first started and how we thought it would play out you could probably go back i don't know if we were right or wrong actually i should go back and listen. but you About can go what? back and find how this would all play out and where we'd be in a few weeks we did one a few weeks ago i mean i don't even remember what we said but do you i i, I don't i, I don't truly know. don't remember. i can't remember <clears throat> i'm not even trying to be it it could have been yesterday or three months ago time isn't really a real thing anymore um but we do have a limited amount of time to get this show done so i'll keep going once you go to anchor you'll have all of our old episodes at your disposal to listen to right there or on the anchor app you can go download that but we also are live and out on all major streaming services so you have apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, spotify and many others you'll find links to all of those on anchor or you can just search us on any of those platforms like subscribe follow whatever you do that way every week when we come out with an episode and hopefully when we're back to normal and do one of these every week it's right there ready to listen to you don't have to think about it you can also go to the pod mn app that's just an app it's all minnesota podcast minnesota radio shows it's us and it's a lot more uh, important people that you care about like kfan they have everything from sports lifestyle music everything in between and then we're on there somewhere too so you we can are gonna um do one every week now though we are back we're at least back for the next two weeks because we got we got something major coming up this weekend. We'll 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 go from there. So pick your favorite way to listen, uh, subscribe, follow. Like I said, and, what? There's something major this weekend. Yeah. My God, what? We're get, that's kind of your job to know what's going on. And then this weekend, know. who didn't tell me what what? Sam, what are you talking about? What's going on this weekend? We got the draft. Oh, that's a week. That's not the weekend. That's Thursday, Friday. I guess part of the weekend. Saturday, Sunday. <laughs> it's not Sunday too, is it? 
I think it is now, isn't it? Isn't it? Oh, I have no now? idea. Okay, that's you threw me. Okay, yeah, that's true. I Continue. was like, I can't. I couldn't tell if you were trying to be funny or not. No, I, I thought Maybe I was thinking weekend. I, well, yeah, Thursday's the new that. Friday. Although actually Tuesday might as well be the new Friday. Every day every, is all the like, same. Monday might as well be Sunday. Yeah, like, it's, it's every all day is the same. No one's. I, we'll talk. I might be wrong. It may not go through to Sunday. I thought it did, but I could be wrong. Anyways, I don't remember where I was. Oh, I know where I was, and. Most importantly, you can go to any of those streaming services and check us out. But most importantly, we are part of the WFNU Frogtown Community Radio 94.1 FM family. We are broadcast live at 7 a.m. Central on Saturday morning. So right as day three of the draft is about to get underway, you can listen in and see what we thought about the draft because we'll talk about that in a bit. See what the Vikings actually did compared to what we thought. See how dumb we were. And in order to listen to that, you need to go to WFNU.org or the WFNU app, and you can live stream the show, unless you're in that little five-mile radius. Continue. Right, which, I, you know, some people might be. They might live near the studio. Oh, for it's sure. It's probably more likely somebody is in that five-mile radius by staying at home. I think we can get it even over at our house sometimes. So maybe it's more than five. It probably depends on weather conditions. True. Anyways. Which, yeah. Go ahead. Let me We're Any, 7 a.m., on 94.1 or on the WFNU app or on their website, WFNU.org, Frogtown Community Radio. But we are just the start of the Saturday Sports Spectacular, and we are followed by the main event, Connor's Corner, which comes to you 8 a.m. Central Standard Time. Uh, we were on a very special edition of that last week that you can go check out and listen to, um, and I do highly recommend it. But Connor, as always, the main event, but we're at 7 a.m. Central Uh once you go follow us, listen to us, follow us on Twitter at apples to apples PC, like us on Facebook, search apples to apples. And I don't want to ramble on for the intro any longer because we just got to get the stuff. It's been too long. Yeah. Uh, we've been waiting too long. I, I don't really have a studio name for where I am. I'm not in my usual studio. Uh, I'm in a satellite studio, if you will. You guys are back, back in the, uh, I don't know, remember what the name for that one was. What was it? I, I think it's, I think we're at Honeycrisp. Wasn't that like the actual? St- well, no, because it was the. Yeah, never mind. I don't know. It's just weird. All things, as much as things change, they remain the same. It's just weird that we're back here. I mean, Sam wouldn't have even been home till mid June, and now he's back on my lap a month earlier. It's just weird. Um, and we are going to try to do weekly shows, and I think we're going next week. Um, I'm I'm. Uh, Cash, I'm not cashing in. I'm paying off a, a debt, so to speak. We're going to have a special guest next week. And maybe each week we will have special longtime listeners, first-time guests on uh, and give them an opportunity to chat about whatever they want. And we'll just keep doing a show every week. But next week's – so the first guest in that little whatever will be Coach Matt Kelly, St. Thomas Academy Baseball, longtime listener, first-time guest, and uh, – He's going to come on with us, and we'll talk. We'll talk NFL. We'll talk baseball. We'll talk what it's like to be a high school coach. He'll probably bring his championship ring, all that good stuff. And then maybe you know, if you're out there and want to be on the show, um, you're only a Skype call away. So let us know, right? Yeah, it's that easy. We don't. You don't have to be in the studio. You just need. I mean, you don't even really need a microphone. Most computers have them built in at this point. But you got headphones. You got your computer, Skype. That's it. You don't even really need a computer. You can do it on your phone. I've been doing this Zoom thing. It's uh, awkward staring at myself and they everyone got, else. But they got but I like to. I mean, we could stare at each other through Skype too if you really wanted to. No, that's the okay. only thing stopping us from doing that is me. 
because I'm, I'm not going to. Right, because I'm staring at Sam. And speaking of Sam, everybody, I'd like to introduce you to Sam. Sam, how are you today? I'm doing well. I'm a little sad because it's coming to me that I've done my last show, last podcast in the OG Granny Smith Studios in Santa Clara, California. Oh, that's true. He's moving. Because, yeah, next fall I'll be moving. Well, hopefully I can go back next fall. So goodbye. back to the Honeycrisp, the roots, but I didn't get a proper goodbye well, to the to the Granny Smith maybe Studios. When we, maybe when we go get your clothes, we can sneak and do one more show from there. When we get your clothes, like a little sign-off show, if we're allowed to get your clothes. Yeah, all my clothes are stuck at college, so if any listeners got a couple extra clothes, some pants, some sweatshirts, send them our way. So on today's show, we're going to preview tomorrow night's or seven nights ago's uh, NFL draft. We'll talk about what we think the Vikings should do, will do. Uh, The quarterback uh, situation is getting very strange in the NFL um that's about all i think we'll maybe before though we should see if um what our thoughts are about and if some of these leagues are gonna start up again or baseball's even gonna start uh should we do talk a little bit about that and then get in the nfl we can do that this is your it's been a while i get that but this is what you're supposed to do is direct the show (laughs) sorry um i am used to the more professional connor's corner Right here on WFNU 94.1 FM. But, okay, well, let's start with the NBA because that's the one I could care the least about. Um, it sounds like they do, maybe just because of Kobe, but they do want to somehow restart this season. And even if it's in the late part of summer, which I just don't understand why they have to, but the uh, the latest I heard is that they're talking about some crazy playoff and every team would be involved. Thoughts, you guys? I think um, I'm going to answer the first half of your question, and then maybe I'll leave the what it means for the different teams to Sam. But I, I really do think them, and the NHL is, seems hell-bent on getting it back up and running too. You do have to take into account all the money that's at stake here. I'm sure that they have they have contracts to, to honor and they're only going to get a certain amount of revenue if they don't put all the games out there. Um, whether it's from their TV contracts, advertisement, ticket, merchandise, whatever it is. I, I really think it's driven more by that than anything. Um, and that's why they have these funky ideas. Like let's put every team in because then we can get all the fans to watch. You know, it's not about actually figuring out who the best team from the 2020, you know, 2019, 2020 season was. It's about getting every dollar you can out of an already difficult situation where you're losing, you know, millions of dollars by the day. Um, doesn't mean I don't want to see it come back, but they're, they're going to do whatever it takes to get as many eyeballs watching it whenever that is June, July. I don't think they really care, but it, it, it's, I don't mean to be cynical, but I really think it all just comes down to money. If you ask me. True. And I, it doesn't yeah. matter at the end of the day, the Timberwolves don't stand a chance. So. Yeah. I was going to say for the NBA specifically, there's really no reason to include every team because the, no upsets can ever happen in that. If you're below 500, you have no business being in the playoffs. And especially a team like the Timberwolves where the target center can barely get 5,000, maybe even if, uh, a game. So I don't really understand the in the whole NBA playoffs. But NHL, they're looking at one stadium per division. And then you're getting complicated where you might have to divide the ticket sales between all teams in the division. I don't know exactly, but um, NHL, definitely you can look at expanding it because 
there's actually worthwhile because there's upsets available because the NBA it's just the same teams win every year and the top teams but the NHL I'd I'd be down to see some expanded playoffs well if there was ever a year when there would be an upset in the NBA it could be under these circumstances with a very very short probably window to get back together um it's probably not likely but you know if you're talking one or just two games anything could happen and Maybe, but not likely. But um, the, the I mean, only the, thing, go ahead. Sorry, sorry. No, and I was, no, I was, and I was gonna say, and, and the NHL is talking about starting July. I mean, I don't know. It, you're right, Drew. It's about money, but you're gonna start the NHL in July. You're gonna end uh, what two weeks before the next season starts? It's just, it's very interesting. That that's to, exactly what you just said. Is something else I want to touch on. But the only thing I was going to say, based off what you guys are saying about the the minimal time to come back and this and that and um, you know, when you think about how it's going to impact the bottom half of the league, I mean, the top half of the league is what it is, no matter what, it's going to be the same four or five teams competing for championship that it would have been anyways. Um, and there's no, there's no debating that. But I think when you talk about the bottom half of the league, if there was, if there was, you know, a few teams that were going to maybe make some noise coming off this weird break, you know, I, I'm not saying the Timberwolves would have a shot at the championship, but they might actually have a chance at upsetting people because I really feel like you would have now whether or not cat will be fully into it depends on when they come back after what happened with his mother and, and, and that tragedy. But, you know, they have a, a relatively talented roster compared to what the record is at this stage. Now that they have Russell uh, and obviously towns would be back fully healthy. He, he said in an interview the other day before his, his mother passed that he was feeling much better. Beasley was just starting to get, high. I mean, you, you have a better roster than the no, record showed up to that point. So they're not going to beat anybody big but they could win a game or two here to your point, just by sheer talent and weird things happening when you come back with a little bit of rest. But to that point, the people that really stand a chance are the most talented teams with the most veteran presence that they could get right back into it and feel comfortable. And that's, that's LA. That's the other LA. That's Milwaukee. Um, It's not going to really make a difference in my personal opinion, who wins or loses. There's one more piece to this though. It'll be without crowds. And I know, the better teams are the better teams, but you know, you two, you know, you take two teams and one of them's better, but you're just playing in an empty gym somewhere. I mean, it is a little different than having to go to LA or to Milwaukee or to the Clippers, which is LA, of course. So, I mean, the non-crowd, the no real home field advantage, home court advantage, it could be interesting. I'm not telling you that the Timberwolves are upsetting anyone, but to your point, Drew, they're better. They might be hungrier. It might for a team like the Lakers that were so far ahead and they're basically starting over, they might have less. T- I don't know. Maybe the non-crowd plays a role in that too. Well, it would help I, us I, since we never have a crowd. Yeah, we'd be, be yeah, it'd be like a home game for us because we're yeah. Good points there. I, I think, and then I have one other thing I want to say about the offseason. I think to your point, it the no crowds thing. I still think your 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 champion, and still specifically talking about the NBA, would be exactly who you thought it was going to be yeah, before probably. the season, but. When you talk about teams, if you're literally talking about the whole team or the whole league, excuse me, once you get below the maybe eighth best team in the league, basically anything could happen. That it all it all really goes out the window. Yeah. Um, because to your point, you know, there's no crowds. Young teams might just be in better shape after having time off. Who knows well, what roster construction looks like? Um, so I think it would be interesting, and you you get a bit of a March Madness feel, well, which is I think let, let me the point event this we all up. Post- so the Lakers are the number one seed. 
Golden State would be the last seed with all their players back. That would not be very fun for the Lakers, especially yeah. with no home crowd advantage. Right. So I, it it would be would, weird and interesting, but I wouldn't want to play Golden State I, with I all their with their team back. Now to your point, they're probably going to end up playing at some point, but I can't imagine the structure of the, the tournament would literally be team one versus you know. 16 how could, how else one. would they do it? I would assume they would do some sort of buy structure. Oh, okay. you know, top. I don't know exactly how they would do it, but you think of we have sixteen teams. You look at how like a conference sort of like the big 10 who has, you know, obviously more than 10 teams. I don't know what they're at nowadays, 14, maybe they do their basketball tournament. Something along those lines is what I would imagine. Um, just to try and give the teams that had a very good regular season, a bit of an advantage, but to your point, if Steph and clay are, are healthy, you know, what happens there? Do you, yeah. are you really going to pit the Lakers? You, you have to, if that's the way you're going to do it. So um, yeah, I don't know. It'd interesting. be interesting. The, the only thing I would add about the off season is I think if they do come back, the impact on the off season is going to be much greater than the impact on the actual end of the season, because you now have a very limited time for teams to, first off, teams are having problems scouting their draft picks anyways, because there's no workouts, there's no more college basketball, whatever. So now you have a limited time to assess them. You have a limited time to interview them. You have a limited time to work out deals with free agents. And then you have a limited time to prepare whatever team you've put together and start the season. So I think if they really brought the season back in June or July and plan to start next year on time, the beginning of next year would be impacted much more than the conclusion of this year from a, a results standpoint. Well, and how um, could they, how could they not start the next season on time? Cause eventually you're going to have to, it's just so that, weird. Yeah. yeah. That, that's the only thing I would add from an MBA, the NBA specifically because free agency is so important. That's so, the only thing I would add there. Now, the other thing floated around with all these leagues, and I just see there's no way they're going to be able to do this, but um, is like we'll take we'll take the NBA. The, the entire league goes to Las Vegas. They put them up, and it's all played in one location. And then they test them and watch them. I mean, you, you think these guys are going to go live for three months in a place and never leave? That's not going to happen. And, and you can name the sport; it's not going to happen. So that I'm not so sure that's very likely. Do we want to talk about the other? I mean, I think the NHL had a sort of an interesting, to Sam's point, an interesting idea too. Yeah. To to sort of divide it against whatever they said, three to four places, with Minnesota being in the running to be one of them for whatever it's worth. Um, again, no fans it doesn't really matter, but you have to imagine that you know the players are going to be a little bit more comfortable and. That's a team and a league that had, you know, the league, obviously, you never know. You have eight, you've had, you've had bottom seeds win, win the cup. You, you got upsets all over the place. But the wild and under, you know, the, the, under the, uh, I don't know what word I'm looking for, the leadership of, you know, interim head coach Dean Evison had a pretty serious run going with some pretty solid momentum. And um, you have to wonder how that impacts next year's coaching search. You know, who knows yeah. what he would have done, but he was eight and 12 with a pretty, you know, a lot of turmoil, maybe not a lot of real moves, but a lot of turmoil at the, at the trading deadline. And he had them rolling. And now that if that season doesn't complete or, you know, who knows what happens when it comes back, we may miss out. And um, you have to feel for him at least a little bit. Well, and guys like Parisi might never play here again. And well, the stadium thing might be a little smarter too, because if you put everyone in one place and one guy gets the virus, then every single person's going to get it in the league. 
and it might be a little smarter to spread them out a little more because if one person does get it, um, then the, they limit the, the spread of it. So that I, it's funny you brought that up because I had that exact same thought. Let's say there's four, I, I'm going to make it up. Let's say there's four um, arenas they're doing this at. Let's call it, let's just say for the, the sake of the argument, it's, it's the XL Energy Center. It's, uh, let's call it, you know, where Arizona. Coyote, I was exactly going to say where the Coyotes play. Let's maybe say Gila uh, River. Is that what it is now? I it used to be so. like Talking Stick or something like that. It's all the same, yeah. Um, let's call it maybe where Nashville plays. I think it's pretty low there. And then let's say Bridgestone uh, Arena. Yep. And then um, I don't know. Pick your fourth favorite. I don't Florida. Really care. I, in Florida, they got a, the dude down there doesn't even know how to wear a mask. I mean, they probably want to stay away from there. The governor. Yeah. Yeah, that was a that was not a good move when he. No, I. That wasn't good. Not his, not his finest. Let's call it, let's say Dallas. Say Dallas. Okay. Let's say those are your four, your four venues. And let's say you split it up by, by division or whatever. If one, if a, if a person at one of those arenas gets the virus, do you keep playing the games at that venue or do you have to shut it down? And if you shut it down, how does that impact whatever you're trying to do to conclude the season? I, I was like, because that's why they, that's how this whole thing started. One guy got it, and then all of a sudden they traced it back to all these teams, and all these guys have it. At least sports, obviously, not you know regular society put aside. If that happens, what do you, what do you do? You just cut out a quarter of the league and say, "Oh, sorry, that was your bad luck," because some dude on you know the Kings or whatever got Corona, and now we got to shut down the the Arizona venue. Like, how how would that possibly work? Well, I have a feeling if someone gets it, then the league is completely shut down. I I, I think that's. But the question is, the question is, do they admit it, (laughs) or is it just a lower body injury? Yeah, well, NHL's a bad example. Upper upper body injury. That'd be upper body. Yeah, general soreness. All right. Yeah. Well, let's go on. uh, So then you got baseball, who has 162 games, which is too many to begin with. So now they're looking at a thousand different things. Um, that's the one I guess will probably go for sure. I mean, they could start in July, but then they're talking about ending games in December. And then you're going to have to play on neutral sites. And then you're going to have to play. I mean, you know, the, it'd be the one year we get to the World Series. And, of course, we can't play. Maybe we can play Milwaukee because they have a dome. But, um that's going to be the interesting piece of it, you know. I, I, it's just a mess. I, I don't know that they, I, you know. I guess whatever is the most important thing to play, just to play, or I don't know. I mean, um, the bottom line is the the league and the teams are going to have to realize that ticket sales aren't don't matter, and if they really want to play and get the season underway and give fans the experience of another season. They're just going to have to play with no fans or limited fans or sorted across the country. Um, and it's not going to be fair for everyone. So it's really depend if the league can function even without ticket sales too. I know a lot of leagues, especially the NBA, relies a lot on ticket sales and um, revenue from uh, television. So it's if the team can, if the league can function with without ticket sales, then they're just going to have to go on and give the fans a season without without being able to be there in person. But some leagues can't even do that because they rely on ticket sales and they'd have to do cuts to the players, contract money cuts to the players. So it's a lot of variables. 
I, uh, before we, before we move on, I mean, I think my take is, and I will we'll get your two opinions. Uh, I think the first several weeks, maybe first few weeks, people will watch just because they've just had no sports. You mean if there's no fans? Yeah, without the yeah. fans. But, you know, wrestling is doing it, and they're doing a decent job with it. Um, the WWE and then the AEW, and they had WrestleMania without fans. And they're, they basically, if you watch it, you, you don't, you almost don't realize uh, that they're not there, just the way they shoot it and stuff. Now, there's no fans, and there's not a lot of noise, so that's the wrestlers now are kind of making noise to distract. But the last couple times I've watched, it started to sort of bug, not bug me, because I know what I know it's not their fault. But it started to, it started to sort of go, oh, you know, this is just, it, this is just getting harder to watch. Mm-hmm. I think that's gonna, what's going to happen with, um, with the sports. But I, I could be wrong. Now there'll be I, betting and stuff, which is a whole different group of people that will probably be interested. Well, I think it's, I really think it's an interesting comment you just made about what would viewership be like. And I think especially with you look at what sports are near, we're near the end of their, of their leagues and what sports are at the, um, beginning you know for lack of a better term when you have when you have the nba and the nhl whenever they come back it's going to basically be the playoffs. so they're going to get people to watch basically no matter what because they can because it's the playoffs even if there's no fans because there's there's something at stake there mlb you know first pitch opening day people will watch because they're star for sports to your point they want to watch something it's the start of the season there's some interest the mlb's ratings already slip pretty dramatically in the summer months so now you couple the fact that people know those middle months don't really matter that much. I mean, they matter, obviously, but they, they're, they're, they're less watched to begin with, you know, June, July, August-ish. You couple that with no fans, and it's just like, what, what's going to happen? Are people really going to, to your point, watch that? I mean, we will. You know, we're, we're weird like that, but they're, you know, just standard average fans who aren't going to tune what? in if no one's in the stands uh, for a game that might not matter. Why couldn't they let family members in and just spread them out? At least well, there's some noise in the buildings for whatever sport. In, in Korea, they have robots. They have yeah, like that robots. was that's just it's too well, weird. I know, but it's they're funny. also wearing masks when they play. That's just even yeah. weirder. That's so weird. That was super weird. Um, yeah, I, well, you know, especially I, uh, for a game like basketball, if they don't turn off the mics, I would hope they would. All you would hear is the squeak of the shoes, and that right. could be a little much. And there's a lot of communication that goes on, which could be funny here, but also could be a bad look for the league, especially for NHL if you start hearing all them trash talking. So I understand it would be over the 10 people, but I think if they're family members and they've been tested, I think that at least family should be able to go in and they spread out, and at least there's some chatter, some noise. Um, so well, anything else before? We're, we're going to talk some draft. We're going to talk some football, but we're going to go to Fleck U first because I got, I got good news and bad news at Fleck U. I, I got like I got like – Two things basically yeah, about ahead. the MLB, and then and then we'll we'll uh, we'll move on. One is I'm gonna throw a 30 second pity party. Just of course of all seasons, the Twins finally actually had a real off season where they spent some money. Right. There, everybody's picked to win the AL Central. They're not a common, but they're not an uncommon pick to actually win the World Series and have a shot at this whole thing. And of course, it's the season the whole thing's blown up yeah. um, because that's just the luck. But it it is what it is. But I think. What it's really also going to come down to in, in the MLB, to Sam's point about the league figuring out, do they want to play all 162 games for the sake of playing, or do they want to give fans something to actually root and cheer for? You also have to consider the players, because the MLB is an interesting one 
where you already have sort of built in you they play double headers already day and night to it you know back to back whatever it's already a part of the the league do you now just play a ton more double headers and try and squeeze 162 games in would the players be okay with that maybe because they're going to get their full their full salary if so would they rather play less games and not increase the amount of double headers and then to the point sam made earlier do you just push it back and just to say let's play them all but not you know care about fans and be unfair to whatever team might be the twins host a playoff series and can't actually host it because it's in november so i think that double header concept is going to be interesting and then if you do that you extend the rosters and now it becomes a depth exercise who has you know some top end guys they can bring up to fill out that roster and um and actually contribute so i I think the mlb will be an interesting one the other two are if they come back are going to have to do some sort of gimmick and it'll be quirky and whatever the mlb you know could potentially still play 162 games or change that. And what they decide is, is going to be interesting. Yeah. Well, they don't need that many games. The, so no, they don't other, to begin with for sure. One other quick note, the Yankees, this just tells you about the luck. So the Yankees had all these injuries. Now they're all going to be better. And then what happens to Piana Panea with his uh, suspension? I, I don't know if they reduce the, the he so it's by game so he still has to serve all the games right so he's but gone. if they reduce the season do they reduce the games I don't know maybe I don't know we could maybe go back and look I I'm not going to do it right now but when like leagues go into lockout do they pause those suspensions do they right. you know reduce them how does that work I, I don't know but he, well, it's and, by game so he's certainly going to have to serve at least a, a still good chunk of the season and Cora from Boston suspended for the 2020 season well what if that season doesn't happen does he just get off. Sure. I, I don't know. I, that, and that punishment is just such a joke. Well, so they, but yeah, the they pinned almost everything on that one dude, the, the video guy. All right, so I, you want the good news about Fleck you or the bad news? Lead with bad, and then we'll get to the good, because I feel like we'll talk about the good more. The bad news is, which will sort of lead to the good news, the bad news is that he'll be at Notre Dame in a year or two and won't even be able to coach the top five recruiting class of the season of the year. There's no question he's gone. He's going to Notre Dame. Notre Dame, if they do play this year, that Kelly will have an awful season again. They'll finally fire him. And Flex going to Notre Dame. And he's fine. And we, not he, well, he, but we are finally getting some sort of recruiting class. And again, He's gonna. He won't even be around to coach him, and they'll probably leave anyways. They'll probably go with him, like he did with Tanner Morgan and whoever, whoever else. But for now, pretty exciting what he's doing. He just signed a dude from Texas ten seconds ago. Thoughts? Did he, did he really? Uh, three star. He, t- he chose the Gophers over Baylor and a couple other good schools. L- like literally, as we were talking, I saw the, there was one earlier today too. That's the one I thought you were gonna talk about. No, that's the guy that another. That was a four star. Yeah, the athlete. Yeah, he plays quarterback and wide receiver, which we sort of need neither of. But you know, I I trust PJ. I'm rowing the boat. Well, that's so. but that's two years down the road. Yeah, but he's got he's already got two. I think rece- other he's got a four star quarterback and an, and another receiver in that 2021 class. Anyways, this guy's a defense. I mean, who am I to complain? I mean, I'm not this guy is to- a defensive lineman, and he picked us over Baylor, Texas Tech, Texas or TCU, and Arizona State. Oh yeah, here I see this here. Crazy. That is crazy. I, I, that's we're even, the way to say it. It's crazy. I was just going to say, we're even getting guys that don't even have a star. We have some guy who isn't rated or had, doesn't have enough information about him. 
to have a one two one through five star. So he he might suck. He might be amazing, but it's pretty amazing the depth Flex going into his recruiting and getting a guy who probably hasn't played in any of the All Star games and there's barely any film on him, but he's somehow finding him dime, maybe diamond in the rough. This year, if they play, they they probably have the top uh, defensive backs in the country. And then they're all leaving, and he's got, like, the top defensive backs recruited, and the, the top group of defensive backs as a group recruited. Pretty crazy. It'd it, be nice if he stayed, but I my, my gut doesn't. Yeah, I mean, who 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 knows, really, what what he'll do. But it I have two things. One, our, our class next year is good, but it's not it's not great. You know, let's let's be honest. But there's no reason we can't replicate exactly what we did last year or in this past year next year. We have a right. similar soft schedule. We return basically everybody on offense. And to your point, we actually return a good chunk of our secondary. Right. The front seven, a different story, but you know, that's that's fine. They weren't, you know, overly they weren't game breakers anyway, so so let's go from there. But it goes just to show what performance does for recruiting. You can yeah. have beautiful facilities. You can have an amazing campus and an amazing academics. You can have awesome uniforms. You can have whatever you want. At the end of the day, if you win games, it matters. Because the difference between 2020 recruiting class and 2021 recruiting class for the Gophers, there's no difference. It's the same coaching staff recruiting. In fact, if anything, you could make an argument that the 2021 staff would be more of a question mark, so it should matter less. But they went out and they played and they performed this year, and now they have the fifth-ranked recruiting class in the country including a top 100 recruit who is the second best recruit ever in the history of, of the university so they have four four four-star recruits two of which are, are both playing the secondary one is a quarterback who will, will step in for tanner morgan as soon as he he's gone and graduates and then to your point they get another corner like they, they just it, it has been pretty amazing to watch what he's done and especially under this circumstance which i think goes to prove how good of a recruiter he actually is because it's not, you know, no offense to the university or the campus. It's awesome and beautiful, but these kids aren't going to campus right now. They're talking to him, they're talking to their staff and he's talking them into coming. And he's gotten like six recruits during quarantine, including multiple four-star recruits, which I think says something about him and, and what players think of him. And we may think it's kitschy and he may not be the, an A plus in game coach, but if you can recruit guys like this, it, it may not matter. I mean, the fifth-ranked recruiting class, it's early, I get that, but that's that's pretty amazing. I mean, it's going to come down to it, too. Is we, when Fleck first took the job, there was no question he can motivate. There was no question he could recruit. But now we have a top-five recruiting class. In two, three years, we'll be able to see if he can actually coach. And he's very young. Last year he had his difficulties, but we'll really be able to see if he can develop as a coach. And even if he's ready for a Notre Dame program, that has a lot of history, but because right now Fleck is not coaching wise, not ready for Notre Dame or of top five school. So we'll really be able to see the next two, three years with this recruiting class. If he develops as a coach and even if he's ready to take us to a Rose bowl consistently every year, or even if he's ready to take a n- next big step to a school like Notre Dame. I know this is going to sound stupid, but he actually hasn't made here and would be dumb to go to Notre Dame. I understand it might be a little extra money, probably a lot of extra money, but he's got zero pressure here. He goes well, there. I'm, he's got four years or five years, and he's gone. And um, I was gonna say, I don't, I don't mean to be this guy. I don't mean to, but Notre Dame hasn't been anything special lately. No. It's been a while, and you, he's playing in the Big Ten, which is 
arguably the number two conference in, in the country right now, football wise. Um, well, I'll tell you what, if I, they stay good, they could be number. I mean, if they stay as if they, if they bump up and, and continue to be in the top 10, then a big 10 will be the top conference. Cause you already got three or four teams that are always in the top 10. Right. It's, it's not that far behind the sec anymore because the bottom of the sec has fallen off so much. And the bottom of the Big Ten is garbage, too. I'm not saying they're not. You know, you think of Northwestern and Rutgers and uh, Illinois is better last year, but just in general. But so is the SEC, really. If you think about it, the bottom of the SEC is terrible. So, you know, I, I just I think to your point, their top 20 preseason, I think 17 or something. You can stay around that this year with, you know, maybe the same explosive offense. Defense will have some some cracks, but. You can stick around that same spot with a, a similar schedule that you had last year. Win another, you know, semi to big bowl game, and take get this top. You know, who knows where it'll shake out? Probably not at five, but it'll be pretty high up there. You bring in this recruiting class, you could be a top ten team, and you know, he's all about building the culture and really build that culture and go from there. There's nothing, there's nothing stopping him from staying here and doing that. And to your point, people would worship him. People have been waiting oh, yeah. on, I mean, you just saw it this year. People have been waiting on this Gopher team to even be good. The fact that they were, you know, very good to great this year, it, it was, it was sell, sellouts for the first time. And God knows how long they got game day for the first time. I mean, it's a, it's a school and a program begging for some consistently positive play. And he would, he would get a statue. He would get everything if he just stayed and kept this going. Now, Every coach has his day at every university, but I think if he stayed here for five to ten years, he could, if, if not longer, he would be a, a really a hero for the university, assuming he keeps it going. I mean, I, this is all speculation, but I, I'm yeah. totally in agreement with you, Dad. Transitioning to the NFL, similar to what Drew said about Flex thing and getting a statue, Cousins said the same thing. He said the quarterback who brings a Super Bowl to Minnesota will have the keys to the city, and just like Drew said, that whoever brings us a championship in whatever sport it is will literally own the city and can become go to any restaurant, get a burger for free, whatever he wants for the rest of his life. And like Drew said, PJ Fleck would fit that perfectly. So speaking of Kirk Cousins in the NFL, before we get to the draft, um, are you familiar with a place in Florida called Tampa Bay? He trademarked that, by the way. Yeah, it's stupid. He moved not, him go, not him going there. The Tampa Bay thing is stupid. The Tampa Bay thing is dumb. And he moved into Jeter's house, too, by the yeah. way. But, Why does Jeter have a house in Tampa? Because that's, that's where he used to live until he decided to sort of buy the what Marlins. About, what about Tampa Brady? Why not Tampa Brady? So, okay. So it doesn't have the word. The, oh, the Brady's better than the guy they had. And adding Gronk is interesting. But... I might be missing something. They're still the third best team in that division behind, uh, maybe the second, behind, well, North New Orleans is still better. Who am I missing in that division? Um, is that Atlanta's division? New Orleans, Atlanta, Tampa, and who's the other, who's the fourth? I, I'm bad at football divisions. You want me to look it up? Yeah, because, yeah. Well, who'd you say? It's Tampa. New Orleans, Atlanta. Who am I missing? Miami's not in that, is it? No. No, they're AFC. I'm I'm terrible at that. Who am I missing? 
I will admit that. Uh, I'm looking. Oh, is that Carolina? Oh, Carolina. Something Carolina. Yeah. Who's well, they have Teddy, so they suck. But yeah. it's a very, in, it's very interesting. People are going crazy now because they got Gronk. Gronk, first of all, and at any given time during the football season, uh, someone from the WWE could come pin Gronk for the title. So he's the 24/7 champion. He's in the NFL. So I'm not sure what they're going to do there. But they tweeted out an official statement. He has to defend it. That's those are the rules. <laughs> I know. I know. So. The draft. Um, let's we'll keep the the Vikings out of it. Sue, sorry, we got a oh, we got someone at our door. Um, we got a technical problem in the middle of the show. Food delivery apparently. They forgot the sanitize. Sanitize is very. It, it's the least sanitized transa- transaction I've ever seen in my entire life. But anyways, um, what was I saying? You said leave the Vikings aside, and then. Oh yeah, we'll leave the Vikings aside. So we got so there's all this stuff going on. Are people going to trade? Are they not going to trade? And obviously, everything's. But before we start, I don't want to spend a lot of time on this. Can you explain to me why all these NFL facilities, which have been shut down for two months and completely sanitized, are they can't go do the draft from their facility? It's the dumbest thing I've ever seen and heard in my entire life. It, I, su- I suppose it boils down to your your state's rule on you know employees. If you're not an essential employee in 45 or whatever, I don't know how many it is now, 40 to 45 states, you can't go into an office and that would be going into an office. So in Minnesota where there's still the lockdown and same with New York, um, it, those guys aren't essential employees. They can't go into an office and work. Therefore they have to work from home. Now I don't, I don't know what the five states are that don't have that rule in place off the top of my head. I have to imagine they're probably also states that don't have football teams. So well, speaking of Drew, did you know I'm an essential employee? Yeah. As a, as a golf course court. Yeah. I'm going uh, in tomorrow morning. Yeah, well, you weren't until they opened them back up. So is the media, too, by the way. We're, this What we're doing but now is essential, believe it or not. Just judging from last week and this week when I'm going to online classes, the Wi-Fi is guaranteed to go out or some hey, technical difficulties. Some guy's wife is going to unplug the cord to plug the vacuum in. or I mean, ESPN tried doing a call today to talk about the technical difficulties, and then the lady froze and couldn't talk about them. So it's going to be a complete Awkward. disaster. In our draft, I don't know how long it usually is. Our two-hour draft will probably turn to six hours for one round. So there'll be less trading because that that's going to be tough. So what? So we we before we get into it, I just more, one more comment about the technicalities of the draft. Spielman had an interesting point in his interview today, where he was like, "It's not really the first, second, third round I'm worried about." He was like, "In the seventh round, you have five minutes to make a pick and orchestrate a trade if you want to." He, he was like, "I don't know what's going to happen in the seventh round." Which leads me to believe he might be just—he's either going to not move more into the second or seventh to late rounds, or he's going to try and get out of the late rounds. If he's not a moron in the first round, then it shouldn't matter. Now, well, well, let's talk Vikings because I guess we're never going to—we'll recap it. It's a lot easier because there's so many variables with these quarterbacks and who should do what, and without knowing the trades. But um, so we're picking what twenty-two and twenty-five or something like that. We have 22. We have 25 in the first round. I can tell you what else we have. I would Beyond. take. I would not trade back. Maybe trade. I would take two really good players with those picks, 
and go go from there. I would not trade back to try to add a fourth round pick or something. It's, I would take I, I, these two guys. I partially agree with you. Here's what I would try. Now, again, what I would try to do, whether they can execute it, is a different story. What I would try to do is I would take one of those two and try and move slightly back, and in doing so, gain another mid round pick. I would then take that mid round pick couple it with a couple of other mid to late round picks that we have you know we have the second most picks in the draft this year behind miami i would take a few of those and try and move back up again into the second round that way you then have four picks in the first two rounds that's what i would try to do because i don't want to move far away from 22 or 25 but if i can move from 25 to 30 or even 25 to like the first pick in the second round and get another second round pick i'd be okay with that but to your point don't move back just to get a, a, a you know two extra mid round picks. I can't believe I'm saying this, but if that Odell Beckham trade was actually true for a second and fourth or whatever the heck it was, I would have actually done it because I do think he's a better receiver than anyone in the draft. And then I would have kept my two first round picks and taken two stud or one defensive back and one offensive lineman or whatever. And I would have actually done that trade. I totally agree because you know what they're going to do with that second round pick or the first round pick is pick a wide receiver. So why not go get one that you at least know what you're getting and you're not giving up much, but no, I don't know. Sam thoughts on, uh, I did have a specific ask from a fan, a member of the orchard to know in hopes that we actually traded for Odell Beckham jr. He was very curious to hear what you would have had to say. I don't like him, and I'll be honest, I think he's overrated. I think he's a loser. He's lost everywhere he's ever gone. He's lost. He's the common denominator. But I will say slightly in his defense, and I hate defending him because I think he's a putz, he's never been in a good situation. The Giants were a cluster. Cleveland was a bigger cluster with the most overrated quarterback in the history of the NFL. And the Vikings are stable. Cousins is certainly better than Cleveland has, I think he probably would have been okay at least for a couple of years until he probably wore out his welcome. But uh, so I, I would have been okay with it, Sam. No, I would have totally been okay with it too because, especially for a second round pick or maybe even a, the twenty fifth pick, because the pick the wide receiver we pick in the first round most likely won't be good for a couple of years if he's good at all. It could be Laquan Treble again. You never know. So, but I actually would have liked him here because. Especially, like you said, for Cousins' tenure, the rest of Cousins' tenure, he would have been good until he started pulling a Stefan Diggs, maybe. Or maybe he loved it. You never know. Um, I'm matching him up with Thielen would be an intriguing opportunity for him, too, looking at his side. Because Thielen's going to get a lot of attention, and then Odell will probably get less of attention than he's always been. Cause he's always been the star wide receiver. I mean, he has Jarvis Landry in Cleveland, but Jarvis Landry has been performing, and he's no Adam Thielen. I'm going to say it right now. Tua Novella-Vueva is going to be the most overrated player in this year's draft. I don't see it. I think he's had a couple really good games, and I and they keep talking about the injury. He's been injured in every year of his career, and I'm not even worried about this injury. I'm worried about the next one. I, I In a couple big games, he didn't play so well. I think people are... I don't know. Maybe they'll prove me right in the draft. I don't think he's a no-brainer like some, like lots of people think. And I could be wrong. We'll see. But I think he's going to be the overrated guy this year. I think people are st- starting to agree with you. Um, not, well, maybe that's putting it weird. But I think the more I'm seeing more and more him falling to be the third quarterback taken behind Herbert uh, out of Oregon. Yeah. Now, 
to your point, he may not be a surefire thing, but it gets complex. If you're if you're a, if you're a team that needs a quarterback at the top of the draft, he might not be the second, but he's definitely the third best. I mean, after him, there's not no one really getting mocked to get taken until Jordan Love, who's you know late first round ish. So um, you don't want to you know you don't want to be the Bears and do a, and pull a Trubisky because you're you think that that they're overhyped or, or that you're worried about an injury or this and that, and you lose out on Deshaun Watson and, and Patrick Mahomes. Not that Herbert and two are going to be those two guys, but you know, you don't want to put yourself in that situation. Um, so it's, I mean, that's the draft. That's, that's why we watch it. That's why it's intriguing. That's why people guess. And that's why people have a job in it. But um, I think, I think, I, I think people are starting to, to come around to that opinion more and more as well. Beyond I, just you. I think Lawrence next year, uh, the Clemson guy is going to be better than all these guys. That's my personal opinion. Yeah, I mean, and that's what, and then we'll get to the Vikings maybe or, or some other intriguing people. But what you just said is sort of, and it didn't necessarily work out for them, so calm down when I say this, but that's sort of the, the opinion that the Browns had. They took Miles Garrett early, knowing that nobody in that draft was up to snuff of the guys that they were going to have right. a shot at next year. Now, those guys, the order shuffled, but, you know, and we'll see what they end up being, but Baker, Darnold, uh, you know, Daniel Jones, Josh Allen, I'm forgetting a big one, I feel like. Maybe not. Those four guys, that class was looked at as way better than the Tyler class Murray? They're like, no, Tyler, yes, no, that was the year after. Josh Allen. Or Josh I said Rosen. Josh Allen, I think. Josh Rosen, Rosen, yeah, who can't get off a bench, but still bad for that guy terrible. a little bit. Whatever. Either way. I said that, well, by the way. When he got he drafted, I said he'd never play in the NFL. He is one of us. Be nice. I know he's yeah, a tribe member. Sorry. Either way, moral of my story. They had the same opinion. They're like, we'll draft this stud defensive end, suck for another year, who cares? We suck anyways, and then we'll go get our guy. Now, didn't really pan out, but there's players, that, there's guys at the top of this draft, including, you know, Miami or including even Detroit, maybe, that could do that. Get your stud defensive player early on and chill out till next year. You'll probably stink again and you'll have a shot at Lawrence. So um, it's, a, it's a fair strategy, but um, we'll see. We'll see. And additionally with quarterbacks, my number one ask for the Vikings, uh, you guys can give yours if you have one, but my number one ask is if Jake Fromm lands to us in the second round, take him. I think he, going into last year even, it, people were saying he was the most pro-ready quarterback, and he didn't have a, stand, a terrific year last year, but he still played well, and he's not getting much love. And there's a lot of good quarterbacks, and I think he's kind of just falling behind, and I think he could really use to develop a couple of years under Kirk, and That'd be a good situation for him. So if he lands in our lap in the second round, uh, I'd like to see us take him. Well, it's clear it's clear what we really need. We obviously need cornerbacks. We obviously need wide receivers, even though we signed the guy from Tennessee, and obviously a tackle or offensive lineman. Now, if you can get one of those in a trade, it frees up the draft. If not, then you have to gotta you gotta cash in and get the two best of those that are that are available and um, I, I, the to me, I would probably grab two cornerbacks. I'm not as worried at wide receiver. I think we can get one somewhere somehow, or even a free agent. I mean, if you look at Diggs, wasn't that highly acclaimed when we got him? But no. Everyone knows Thielen's story. He was nothing. Um, I'm not as worried about the wide receiver position. The cornerback and, is, as we've talked about last year, we need. Yeah, and to your point. You know, let's put let's put trades aside. Let's assume where we we stay pat. So we have 22, 25. We have our late second round pick, and then I think we have two third round picks. 
I am in complete agreement with you that I don't think unless one of your top three receivers falls to you right. that you need to go receiver early. Uh, I'm, I'm really, truly, unless somebody falls, one of those top guys for whatever reason falls, and I, I'm talking about guys, and I don't think this will happen, but I'm talking guys like Lamb out of Oklahoma, uh, Ruggs out of Alabama, Judy out of Alabama. Unless one of those three guys falls you at 22, hold off on the receiver until the second or third round because there's plenty, plenty of guys you can get with just, you know, obviously they won't be that good, but it's a much more of a value position in this draft. It's deeper. You can get a guy like Tyler Johnson, second, third round. Easy. Right. Like that's where he's getting mocked. And in any other draft, he'd be much higher than that. So um, that's at least how I, I, I would, I would play it. And to your point, one of those first two picks absolutely has to be, has to be a cornerback. If for no other reason then we just don't have enough on the roster. I think you're better off with Rhodes out the door. I don't think that there's any doubt in that. I think a rookie to Wayne's might be, you know, depending on who it is, might be similar at least year one, but in year two and three, you're going to be better off. I think losing Mackenzie Alexander was huge, but hopefully Houghton Hill can, can stay on the field for, you know, for lack of a better term and, and contribute. Hughes should only improve, assuming he can stay healthy, but you, you have to have another cornerback. And there's a couple good ones that, that could fall to us. AJ Terrell out of Clemson is, is one name I'm looking at um, as well as I think there's some interest in, I think it's like CJ Henderson, his last name's Henderson. Out of Florida, those are guys that the Vikings like. Um, AJ Terrell falling would be a bit of a, a fall. I think he's mocked mostly to go higher than that. Henderson, or there's a guy, I think it's Fulton is the other guy's name, out of TCU, something like that. That could, that could follow us, but you have to go corner with one of those two picks. And with the other, I think you just take what comes to you, but it has, it's, someone, it's someone in the, in the trenches, if you will. It's an offensive lineman, you know. Uh, it's a defensive lineman, probably either interior or exterior, but it's, it's a lineman of some sort. You just see what's there with your second pick um, and go from there. Because I think you, you have holes on both sides, especially from a depth perspective with, with Everson Griffin, who knows if he's coming back. And, uh, I think he'll be he asked might. By the young, he might. He might. But even then, I don't think he can play to the level he played last no, year. In his snaps. So you, you have gaps on both sides of the line. Uh, and I think whatever falls to you then at 25, uh, that's what you go with. But that's, that's why I think we should trade back and try and get a second, second round pick. Cause if you can, in the first two rounds, get yourself a corner, a wide receiver, an offensive lineman, a defensive lineman in some order, those first and second round, you can normally rely on a guy to contribute right away. And you fill all your holes in the first two rounds. And then from there you, you go and you, you take what you can get. So, and, and they're guys that have a chance to contribute early. So that's, that's why I think you need to do it. I think this is a, a roster that, besides the holes it has is too good to not be aggressive in this draft and try and get guys that can contribute day one. We're, we're not bad enough to rebuild and we're not good enough to sit on what we got. I think you have to be aggressive and you can make a difference. I mean, Spielman has a chance to really make a difference, but um, I'm not going to pretend like I'm a NFL scout and know every guy top to bottom, but those are just some names that I'm seeing as sort of popular to, to go to the Vikings at those two positions early on. Yeah. I don't know where we're at time wise, but Another quick note is, if you look at it, our first-round picks of cornerback and wide receiver, we have never really struck gold. And if you look at it, if we take a couple cornerbacks, I think it's time we actually get one that works out. True. We, can't, we can't keep going year after year getting Trey Waynes. And Xavier Rhodes is good for a little bit. Mike Hughes was good for a year, but he got hurt. And I think it's time for us to get one to get one for the future. It would have been nice to try to sneak up and get one of the sure ones. But no, that's true. No. Boy, that hour went fast when we haven't done it in a while. Um, 
I have not watched the NFL draft. I was telling Sam, I don't even know how many years it's been since I've actually watched uh, the draft because I've always been busy. Of all the years, except for probably the number one pick, this is the one that's the most wide open and crazy and probably going to see the most surprises, maybe trades. Um, so if I, you know, this will be a good one to actually watch and we'll all watch because we don't have anything else to do. Do you want to hit our music? I just did. And I think to your point, and then I'll wrap up. Um, I think it'll be interesting as well because you just, teams missed out on so many workouts. They're working with less data points. They're working with, you know, less what they normally focus on in those single workouts there, they're going to miss. And uh, we'll just, we'll really see how good some of these guys are at identifying talent, you know, a few years down the road. Um, And Sam, to your point about from before the Vikings extended cousins, I was very much team drafted mid round quarterback with the extension of cousins. I think you you put that off one more year. If there's a guy, I, I really do want the Vikings to get Tyler Johnson. It's obviously some hometown bias, but I think he's reliable with good hands. I think he's exactly what you need. If not as your number two as a number three receiver. And um, he's only going to get better. That that's a guy that with some hometown bias, I, I, I wanted to go get. So God, this hour went fast, didn't it? <clears throat> I have one thing I want to, I want to fit in yeah, before, before I, I hit the music. Yep. Yep. Um, did you hear that they're doing a, another golf match between Tiger and Phil? But now they're doing it with. I thought that now was doing, No, and do you not? Did you hear what else now? Brady and Manning. Yeah. Oh jeez. So Tiger Phil can't golf. I, I have no clue how good either of them are. Or how much? But, mo- oh, they're doing it together, all four. Yeah, two on two match. I don't know if they've picked the full teams yet, but it's all for all for COVID nineteen relief. They are gonna get just ripped for this. Who? <laughs> all four of them. Wow. Although they can do it in Florida because you can go to the beaches again. So. They can do it in Minnesota. That's true. I mean, they don't want to. It's probably cold. But hypothetically, anywhere where there's golf courses open, they can do it. And most places, I think, still have golf courses open or have reopened them. So. Interesting. Thoughts? I don't know. Uh, beyond that. No, I think I it's... Think that, did, that, I, did that many people watch the first one? I didn't even watch the first one. I, don't, I know a I lot of people either. betted on it. Oh, that's true. Well, I mean, it's going to be in May. What else are you going to watch? That's true. Nothing's going to be back by then. But, I mean, I think it's a solid idea. Brady and Manny, too. I'm, there will be a lot of stories between both parties. Um, you can even turn it into, like, a mini documentary, even. You can hype it up like that. It's gonna yeah, be, I mean, it's it'll be fun. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it'll be fun. Well, hopefully they're all tested. Actually, I could care less if they're tested. Um, so we're going to have a lot to talk about next week and see if – I feel like I said this already, but I didn't. So I'll say it uh, for the first time. See if anything we said made sense this week. Kind of threw a lot out there in a short time. It's kind of – the whole world's kind of confusing. But uh, Staying to a, a tight time schedule is hard when I, – I, I truly don't know what day of the week it is. I'm not – like I'm not no, even trying to be – I, the only reason I even know it's Wednesday is because we said we were going to do this on Wednesday and I have some Zoom meetings for baseball. Otherwise, I would have no idea. And there's wrestling on tonight. I thought we said There's wrestling on basically every night. It's the other confusing thing. So I thought it was Thursday. Yeah. Until I realized the draft wasn't in an hour. But you're actually going to school, so you should know what day it is. I mean, you're still in school, aren't you? I thought. Yeah, I'm in school. Okay. Online. Zoom you. Zoom you. 
I, I you know who I feel sorry for? National I, American University. They got a lot of competition now on this online stuff. So let me so let's just say colleges and then we got to get going. Let's say colleges don't open again next year. Wouldn't you just all go to National American University? It's a lot cheaper. Same thing. No. Because at the end of the day, you don't, you don't, I mean, no offense to anyone that went to National American University, but you you go to a college to say you went to, you know, ABC, XYZ they University. They yeah. do. Um, but I do think, maybe not specifically that university, but I think it will eliminate some of the stigma around online classes and remote working that people don't work as hard or don't learn as well or whatever. I think it'll make that a little bit more normal, but I don't think for one semester kids are gonna be like ah, I'll just go you know to wherever because yeah. it's online anyways like you still want the credit that the school you want to go to but I do think when we come out of all this remote working online classes all that will be way more normal well I'm busy um, than I was before because people know you're home you know you have no excuse you can't say go I'm out eating dinner with friends like no I'm sitting on my couch because that's all I do I just know if the haircut places don't open soon, I've got a problem. And believe it or not, I've got a problem. Sam can be staring at me right now. So this has been another edition of Apple's Apple. What was that? I had nothing to do. Right here on all the different ways you listen to this show, as Drew said earlier. We will be back next week again to see if anything we said makes sense. We will have the first of many special guests down the road. Remember, if you want to be a guest on this show be a part of it we're gonna we're gonna intertwine some of the orchard and uh add a little another voice uh to the mix going forward maybe for a week we'll see how it goes but coach kelly matt kelly st thomas academy he'll be on next week and other than that uh, do you guys have anything in, in closing stay healthy tweet us yeah tweet us and twerk us the only thing I want to say is, Sam, you got to get off my lap. Bye-bye. See you next week.